श्री गुरु श्रीजुता पद कमल श्री गुरु सहगणाघुनाथीव सावधूत परिजन सहित कृष्ण देव
Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, 
जग्गाशिष्ट सिनो संता मुच्चंते सर्वकिल्मिषई भुंजंते ते अघंग पापम जे पच्चंती आत्मकारना दिस भार्स वी आर डिस्कासिंग लास्ट मीटिंग दैट वी सुड eat after offering sacrifice Lord Krishna said that things which are eatable we receive by the grace of the Lord we should acknowledge it uh, uh, we should not be forgetful that our eatables which come to us, they can be manufactured by our sweet will. No. The arrangement is so nice in the administration of nature that we shall get all our necessities of life by the grace of God. And our duty is to advance ourselves in the right knowledge of our spiritual existence 
without unnecessarily engaging ourselves for sense gratification. That is the difference between human civilization and animal life. The beginning of our uh, Bhagavad-gītā lesson is based on that we are spirit, consciousness. We are not this body. And the whole function of the human uh, society is to be enlightened in that spiritual consciousness of life instead of wasting time in sense gratification like the animals who are concerned with eating, sleeping, fearing and mating. That is the whole, that is the background of our, this discussion. That we are different from the ordinary animals. So the common factor of animal life and human life is these four principles of bodily demands, namely that we require to eat and we require to sleep, we require some defensive measures for protecting ourselves from the enemies, and we require some extent of sense gratification. That is the needs of my body. They are not the needs of myself as I am, spirit-soul. Oh. Now, if I want to get rid of this bodily engagement, are the threefold miseries of material existence, then I must put myself under treatment. Just like a diseased man goes to a physician for treatment to get out of it, to get relief from the sufferings of the disease. Similarly, our material existence consisting of threefold miseries and birth, death, old age and diseases. If we are actually conscious for our happiness, we must make a permanent solution of these miseries. That is the mission of human life. So for making that mission fulfilled, we have got developed consciousness than the animals. That developed consciousness should not be misused only for the animal propensities of life. That is the whole thing. And therefore, Lord Krishna says that in order to uh, reach to that stage of perfection, 
you should work. Your work should not be stopped. We have already discussed this point that niyatakkuru karmattam karmabhyayo jhakarmana that your prescribed duty should be prosecuted nicely, go on, don't stop it, but work for the life of karma-yoga. Karma-yoga. Ordinary work is called karma. Ordinary work is karma. And when it is added with yoga, that means spiritualized work. Yoga. Yoga means spiritual perfection ah, or linking up with the Supreme. So karma and karma-yoga, there is gulf of difference. Karma means ordinary work. I work whole day. I get some remuneration and enjoy for my sense gratification. That is called karma. In this life or that life? next life. Somebody, they make charities and other pious acts so that in their next life they get good parentage, good education and opulence so that they can also enjoy life. There are others also who make more advanced karma to get himself promoted in other planetary system just like moon planet or Sargalo, heavenly planet, there are many planets in which the standard of life is far, far comfortable than here. Ah. So these are not required to get yourself promoted in higher standard of life from A-class prisoner to, from C-class prisoner to become A-class prisoner, that is not required. Bhagavad-gītā does not teach us that you improve your life in the respect that you are now C-class prisoner, you become a A-class prisoner. No. You should not remain a prisoner. You should get yourself this prison life. This material life is prison life. Just like in prison house, we are under forced to undergo some sort of miseries. Ah, we may agree or not agree, or oh, we have to undergo. In prison life you cannot deny. And the state agents are there. He prescribes some work. You must do it. If you say, no, I cannot do it, I am not accustomed to do it. No, then you will be again more punished. Similarly, this is our prison life. This material existence is our prison life. And prakriti, nature, is the forceful agent. She is always enforcing us to do, to act. Prakritekyamanani, gunai karmani sarvas. So this is going on. Now if you want to get rid of this imprisonment, then you should begin this karma-yoga. 
karma plus yoga. Yoga means in connection with the Supreme. That connection with the Supreme begins with this formula, jagga, sacrifice. What you are going to sacrifice? What you have got? Everything is given by God. Anything which you possess, you have not brought anything with your birth. You have come naked from the womb of your mother, and when you shall die, you shall go naked. So whatever you possess, that is given to you for proper use. We should understand that. Ah. The whole resources of material nature, they are under your control for making proper use. You can live comfortably, you can eat comfortably, you can live peacefully without any creating animosities or quarrel with your neighbors and prosecute your spiritual life so that you get rid of this material existence. That is the whole program of material nature. But misusing our developed consciousness, we are trying to misuse the resources of material nature in a different way for aggravating the sense gratification. That is the whole mistake. So Krishna says that whatever mistakes you have done, I don't mind, but you act in this way. Jagyārtha, ah. you work. Suppose you have misused your developed consciousness in so many ways and you are now entrapped. Ah. You can, suppose you have started a very complicated industry. Now, if I say that this complicated industry is not required by you, you simply require some fruits and grains to eat, why you are engaging yourself into this complicated and dangerous form of uh, earning your livelihood? Stop it. No, that is not possible. That is not possible. Now you are entangled. You cannot stop. Sri Krishna says that don't stop your work. But by the result of your work, you try to make sacrifice for the cause of cause of the Supreme. Then your entanglement will be automatically loosened. The whole energy which you apply in your industry, if the result is offered to Krishna. That means that energy is utilized for Krishna, not for that industry, but for Krishna. That is the thing. Just like Arjun, what was he? He was a military man. He was not a sage. He was not a learned Brahmin. He was ordinary, a royal family, belonging to a royal family kingly order, and a householder, family man, having children, wife, and a military man. But what 
how Arjuna become the greatest devotee of Lord. The Lord sacrificed bhaktosi, priyosi me. My dear Arjuna, you are my very dear friend as well as a great devotee. Now, what is the reason? He was not a sannyasi, he was not a Vedantist, he was not a philosopher, nothing of the sort. Still, you will find in the fourth chapter, Lord says, Oh, my dear Arjuna, you are very dear to me and you are my great devotee. Now, if a person becomes very dear to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then what else? He wants more. How he became so? He became by this karma-yoga. Karma-yoga. He was a military man and the problem was before him whether, whether to fight with his kinsmen or not. That was his problem. Now mind that. He was fighting man in the beginning before hearing the Bhagavad-gītā and he remained a fighting man after hearing Bhagavad-gītā. Similarly, suppose you are engaged in some particular type of work before hearing this Bhagavad-gītā and after hearing understanding Bhagavad-gītā you will have to remain in the same position. Not that after hearing this Bhagavad-gītā, as you are kindly coming here, you will have to take a dress like me and live up your family connection and become a mendicant like me. No, no. It is not meant like that. You have to change your mentality, that's all. What is that mentality? That mentality is that you are working for your sense gratification and you have to change your mentality for gratifying the sense of the Supreme Lord. That's all. We are working, ordinary work means for working for our own sense gratification. I want to eat this. So I eat, I purchase from the market. Oh, this is very nice thing. This is palatable to my tongue. Oh, purchase it, I shall eat it. Now, when you become conversant with the philosophy of Bhagavad-gītā, you have to think whether this thing is palatable to the tongue of Krishna. That's all. Now you are thinking, let me purchase from the store this nice thing, very palatable to my taste. And when you actually become a learned scholar of Bhagavad-gītā, at that time you'll have to think whether this thing will be palatable to Krishna, that's all. The whole thing is there. When you learn that thing, when you want to please Krishna, not yourself, then you become an expert spiritualist. That's all. So it is not a very difficult thing. Very easy. Simply 
we have to learn how to uh, to reach that stage of life. You have you haven't got to change anything. The same thing example. The Rajon, there was a military man, a householder, a family man, before hearing Bhagavad Gita, and he remained the same family man, the same military man, but he became a great devotee of the Lord. That technique we have to learn. That technique is that Arjuna in the beginning he did not like to fight because he wanted to gratify his senses. He thought that I shall be happy if I do not fight with my kinsmen because in the fighting my kinsmen will die and uh, I shall be sorry. Hmm. What is the use of fighting like this? That means the whole thing, the whole program is according to his own sense gratification. He did not know that this war field, this battle of Kurukshetra was organized by Sri Krishna to kill all unwanted men of the world at that time. All unwanted men of that world. That was his plan. Now this was disclosed to Arjuna. In the eleventh chapter we find that, my dear Arjuna, I have given you all kinds of instructions to induce you to fight in this battle, but know you perfectly well that either you fight or do not fight. I do not mind. All these men who have assembled here, they are not going back home. They will be killed here. It is already settled. It is already settled. Now if you want to take the credit, you can apply your hands for fighting. That's all. So anything that is going on in this world, it is under the supreme supervision of the law. In every, there is a philosopher saying, not a blade of grass moves without the will of God. It is actually the fact, everything. Now we have to dovetail ourselves with that plan of the Supreme Lord. That is called karma yoga. That is called karma so Arjun understood it and he dovetailed himself with the supreme will of the Lord. And when he was inquired whether you are going to fight or not, what you have settled after hearing Bhagavad Gita, he said, Yes, Krishna, my illusion is now removed by your grace and I have decided to fight. That's all. Now that agreement of fighting. And in the beginning of Bhagavad-gītā, not to fight. That is the difference. In the beginning he was not in agreement with Krishna. He made so many arguments with Krishna against fighting, and at the end he agreed, yes. He said, he, he became a yes man. 
So we have to become a, a yes man to the Supreme Lord. That's all. That is the perfection of our spiritual life. Now we are all no man. God says this, I say no. Stubborn, I say no. Now simply we have to say yes. That's all. In everything we say no at the present. Present formation of our existence is to say no, anything godly. We say no. We shudder even by the name of God. We have come to this, we come to a certain stage of our civilized life that if you want to banish God altogether. Uh, not only say, saying no, but we now uh, prepare to, uh, to agree to the point that there is no existence of God. So how much foolish we are becoming day by day in the name of advancement of civilization. You see? So we should correct this. Now we shall try to understand our position and try to say, yes, there is God and I am servant of God. That's all. You have to learn that thing only. No more we have to say that there is no God. We may say there is no God, but that does not mean that there is no God, you see. Ah. Just like uh, uh, a upstart, he says that uh, I don't uh, uh, believe in the government. There is no government. I am all in all. So that uh, madman say like that, that does not mean that there is no existence of government. He is a madman who says like that. Oh. So that, should, uh, that sort of, I mean to say, madness, we should give up. We should be submissive. There is God. The only example several times I have cited that uh, existence of God can be perceived with very simple. What is that? Just like you can perceive your existence of in this body by the consciousness. Uh, you have got consciousness. That, that point we have discussed several times. That consciousness is the symptom of your existence in this body. So long that consciousness is there, this bodily function is going on very nicely. Now, you are eating. You do not know how your foodstuff is going to the stomach, how it is being transformed into different kinds of secretion, how it is being transferred from the stomach to the heart, how that secretion becoming red and that red blood is again circulated from the brain to the toe. This nice machinery work is going on within your body. This physical, physiological condition is present in your body. You are taking your foodstuff, the necessary I mean, juice, vitamins are taken by the stomach, it is distributed, and 
the exhaustion of your body is supplemented and the unnecessary things evacuated by stool, urine, the nice thing is going on. Now, as soon as this consciousness is stopped, will this function go anymore? No. They will find the same brain is there, the same heart is there, the same stomach is there by dissection of the body. Uh, you will see the same veins, everything is there complete. But only thing is wanting that consciousness, therefore everything is stopped. This is a common factor everyone can know it. Similarly, the whole cosmic manifestation which is present before you, so nicely going on, don't you think there is a consciousness behind it? How can you deny that there is no consciousness in the matter of sun-rising, moon-rising, seasonal changes, and so many planets eh, floating in the air? So many wonderful things are being done in the material nature. Do you think it is without being done eh, consciousness? No. There is also consciousness. Just like for the management of your own body, the, due to the consciousness everything is being well done. Similarly, everything that you see very nicely well done in the material nature, that is also being done by superior consciousness. This is human reasoning. How can you deny it? Can you deny it? I don't think any sane man can deny it. But similarly, as your consciousness is a symptom of your presence, you are spirit soul. Similarly, the supreme consciousness is the symptom of the supreme soul or God, the supreme God. This is the position. Now, as consciousness, we are part and parcel of the supreme consciousness. Therefore, the whole business of our life is to dovetail our activities with the supreme plan. That is called karma yoga. That is called karma yoga. Eka bhushama. In the Vedic literature, you will find that God has expanded Himself into many. Just like the father expands himself into many children, the children is nothing but expansions of the body of the father. Similarly, we all living entities, spiritual parts, our living souls, we are also expansion of the Supreme Spirit. Now, the reason is, why the Supreme Spirit Soul expanded Himself into so many. What is the purpose? We have to understand. Now you can take the example. What is the purpose of fathers 
expanding himself into children. A father takes the responsibility of maintaining the children. Why? Why he takes such uh, I mean a grave responsibility, a family man? That why is answered just to have a happy and enjoyable life. That's all. Similarly, God has expanded into so many living entities that because He wants enjoyment. He wants enjoyment. Because you will find in the Vedic literature that the nature of God is Satchidananda Vigraha, Anandamaya Abhyasa. By nature He is enjoying. So we must understand that, that God has expanded Himself into so many living entities just for His enjoyment. Now we are meant for, just like Father is a man, yes, sons, children are meant for satisfying the Father. Similarly, this is a common sense affair that we living entities, we are meant for satisfying the Supreme. That satisfaction of the Supreme can be done by a performance of yoga. That is the beginning. So here it is prescribed that yogyārthe karma karmāṇi annatra, uh, uh, that is we have discussed, yogyāsiṣṭa sino santa mucyante sarva kilmisai, if we perform sacrifice for the satisfaction of the Supreme, then uh, the result will be that we shall be free from all reaction of our sinful life. And if we do not do that, bunyante te tadhang papa je pachanti atmakarnat. means simply for his own sense gratification. Now that yoga, as several times uh, and before you have explained, that asnāti. Asnāti means one who eats. So our yoga begins from the eating. Eat because eating is the first item of the necessity of our life. Eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. Now eating is essential. So here in the Bhagavad-gītā openly speaks that just control your eating process in the yoga. Ah, just begin your karma-yoga from the eating formula. Then uh, gradually other things will develop. Ah. Because our senses, there are so many senses. We have got uh, the eyes, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the hand, the leg, uh, and so many. We have got ten, ten uh, senses. And sensory organs and working organs. So these organs, there are, out of all the organs, the tongue is the most uncontrollable organ. Tongue. Uh, when we uh, eat, perhaps uh, um, uh, those devotees who eat with us, we chant this, 
Tatsarira Vidya Jal Jarendriya Tahekar. This body is the encasement of our nisans, of our ignorance. And in that body, these senses are our greatest enemies. Out of that, the tongue is the most powerful enemy. Tarmadhi Juhauti Lobhumaya Sudurmadhi. Lobhumaya Sudurmadhi, because tongue is always hankering after palatable things. And it is making me bound up in so many reactions of my life. That is the secret. Therefore, in the Bhagavad Gita, in the beginning, the Karma Yoga begins with the tongue. Jagya Sisto Sinasan. We have to eat. Now we have to control the tongue first. How we can control the tongue? By offering sacrifice. By offering, we have to take, we have to take food stuff for maintaining our body. Now, if we offer the food stuff preparing to the Lord, that is called yoga. Yoga is not very difficult thing. You are preparing food stuff for eating at your home. You have simply to prepare that food stuff in a nice way so that you can offer to Krishna. That's all. Your process of eating or your process of securing ingredients for eating or your cooking, nothing is stopped. Only, only thing is required that instead of cooking for yourself, for the satisfaction of your tongue, you please cook it for satisfaction of Krishna and take the prasadam afterwards. Now take for example the other day we had some feasting. We cooked it nicely and offered Krishna and then you too. What was the difficulty there? Was there any difficulty? Ah. So many gentlemen you are present here who took partu of that prasadam, how nicely it was prepared and how we enjoyed. So is jagga a very difficult thing? So it is not at all difficult. Simply we have to adopt the principles. That's all. And if we adopt that principle, here it is clearly said, the jagga sister sino santa, santa, but these things are arranged by pious men and man, devotees of the Lord. Ordinary men, they don't care. What is this nonsense, Jagga? Let us go to the hotel and check to our palatable thing. You see? That is another thing. But those who are serious about solving the problems of life, let them take to this Jagga principle. Is it very difficult? Not at all. It is rather pleasurable. What do you think, Mr. Green? You are also present that day. Did you not like? No, yeah. Yeah. Huh? So, jagda is not difficult. Huh? Now, if by doing that jagda, if we become free from all reactions, then why should we not do it? Why should we not do it? 
there is no difficulty, there is no question of difficulty, rather it is a thing of pleasure, ānanda. The whole thing is ānanda, ānanda means pleasure, enjoyment. Spiritual life does not mean that void of enjoyment, no, it is full of enjoyment. We are seeking after enjoyment, but that enjoyment is hampered by our material existence, we do not know. We are trying to squeezing out the senses and trying to have material pleasure. This is nonsense, because we do not know what is spiritual life. Spiritual life means unlimited, unlimited pleasure. There is a verse describing about Rama. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, we chant. Now what is the meaning of Rama that is described? Ramante yogina anante satyanande chidatmani iti rāma pade nāsau para-brahmā-vidhiyate. Rāma means raman. Ramans means enjoyment. The yogina, now mind that karma-yogi, those who are yogi, those who are trying to get spiritual life, regain their spiritual vitality, they are called yogi. There are different kinds of yogi. Karma yogi, jnana yogi, dhyana yogi, raja yogi, the highest of all of them is the bhakta yogi or the bhakta. Yoginamapi sarvesam madgata antaratmana saddhavan bhajati jo maam sami yukta tamu mataha. You'll find it. The highest yogi is he who is only Krishna conscious. Simply his life is full of Krishna consciousness. Huh. He is always trying to satisfy Krishna, that's all. And to satisfy Krishna is the easiest thing, is the easiest thing of all yogic process. You haven't got to show your gymnastic power, no. Simply prepare your good food stuff, offer to Krishna, chant Hare Krishna and enjoy life. Yogi-nāmapi sarvīśā. He is the best yogi. Best yogi. That is, you'll find it. So begin it. What is the difficulty there? So far the techniques are required. We, We are present. The books are there, the literature are there, the authorities are there. Simply, we have to agree, yes, yes, ma'am. Simply you have to agree, yes. Henceforward we shall become karma-yogi. Then from that very point your life begins. Oh, karma-yogi. The yes, man, mind that. That instead of saying no to Krishna, just like Arjuna said no in the beginning, no, sir, I am not going to fight. You don't try to induce me, my dear Krishna. He argued so many things with Krishna. And then at the last moment he said, yes, I shall fight. So from no man to yes man, that's all. So we have to agree 
Now, we are now no man. We say everything about God, no. Now you have to learn, yes. So you become yes man and begin this karma yoga, beginning from your life of eating, because eating you require. Without eating you cannot exist. Therefore, Bhagavad Gita teaches you that you begin your eat um, karma yoga from the point of eating. Jagga asista sino santa mucchanti sarvikilmisai bhunjante te adhang papa je pachanti atmakarana. Now, now people may say, why shall I bother myself about this jagga principle? No. You have to bother yourself in the jagga principle. If you actually want to be happy, the next clause explains like this. Anad bhavanti bhutani parjanyat annasamabha jagnyat bhavati parjanya jagga karma samudhava. That now. Why you should have to perform jagga? That is obligatory. Not that you are very kind to and prepare your food stuff and offering to Krishna. It is very kind. No, it is for your interest. It is for your interest. Why? Na anad bhavanti bhutari. You have to eat. Can you say that without eating I shall continue my life? No, that is not possible. You have to eat. Anad bhavanti bhutan. If you want to exist, if you want to maintain your body and soul together, then you have to take anna. Anna means food stuff, or anna means grains, natural food. Generally, anna means food stuff, and another technical meaning of anna, anna means grains, which is produced from the land for eating of the human being. Ah, there for human being, so many things are produced from the land: the grains, the fruits, the vegetables, so many things. They are meant for human being. Ah. The grains are not meant for the tigers. The grains are meant for the human being. The fruits are meant for the dogs. The fruits are meant for the human being. The milk, the milk is produced by the cow, but it is not meant for the cow. It is meant for the human being. If you offer the milk, thirty pounds of milk, after milking the cow, and if you offer to the cow, it will refuse. It will refuse. I don't want it. Ah, give it dry grass. Oh, it will be very glad. It will be very glad. So everything is organized by the nature. Ah. Now there are so many scientists. They are discovering vitamin value from food stuff. 
Now, what is the vitamin value in the dry grass? Can any scientist say that this is the vitamin value in dry grass? If there is no vitamin value in dry grass, how the cow is producing so much milk which is full of vitamins A and D? How from dry grass vitamin is coming out? Uh, we had, nowadays the physician prescribes some artificial vitamins for maintaining your body. Now, what is the vitamin there in the dry grass? So that the cow is eating dry grass and giving you nice milk full of vitamins A and D, essential for your life. So these are all wrong theories that this contains this vitamin, this contains this vitamin. Let them go. But natural food stuff which is meant for human beings, they are full of vitamins. Already there by the nature's law, by God's wish. So annad bhavanti bhūtāṇi. You'll be surprised in uh, when I was family man, I had a servant who uh, was uh, only twenty-two years old. Oh, yes, too stout and strong, you see. So one day I asked him that uh, his, his name was Buddhu. So I asked him, Buddhu, what do you take? That you are very stout and strong. So he said, My dear sir, I take only these corns. Corns. You know corns? Uh, corns and it is powdered. The powdered portions he used to make bread. And the grain portion he used to uh, cook as rice. And he was taking that. That's all. Huh? Corn. Corn meal. Uh, corn meal. Yes. And he was very stout and strong. He was deriving all the vitamins because he was poor man. He could not eat any butter or milk or any uh, other things, meat or so, no, nothing of the sort. He was simply eating. He was drawing at that time only twenty-two rupees from me. Twenty-two rupees means, according to an American exchange, he's come to five dollars. Five dollars a month, his income. And what he could spend. So he was taking the cheap food. But he was very strong and strong. The whole idea is that these grains, these grains are meant for <coughs> human being. Coarse grain or fine grain, there are so many varieties of grain, varieties of rice, varieties of dark, according. Now the fine rice, the basmati rice, the liberal class. In India, of course, we have got this distinction. And they are not satisfied. For with this white rice, they want uh, uh, coarse grain for satisfaction. While gentleman class, they cannot eat coarse grain. They want uh, finer grain. So all these varieties of grains and vegetables and everything is there by nature's arrangement, by God's arrangement. Here it is said, Anad bhavanti bhutani. Now, your body depends on the foods, food stamps supplied by nature. Annad bhavanti bhutani parjannat annasambhava 
and these grains are produced by rains, parjanna. Parjanna means regular rainfall from the sky by the arrangement of God. It is not your arrangement. Rainfall is not your arrangement. It is supernatural arrangement. If there is regular rainfall, then it can produce all the necessities of our life. I think, uh, uh, Carl, you are reading the, from the Bhagavad-gītā about Maharaj Yudhisthi's rain uh, during his kingdom, how rainfall was regular and the necessities of human being were being produced. So here it is the same thing. Anna, anna, the grains, grains are life subsystems, human being. Anna bhavanti bhūtāṇi and grains are produced by regular rainfall. Parjanna-tanna-sambha. Parjanna means rainfall. And jagyat bhavati parjanna. And rainfall is produced when you offer jagna, sacrifice to the Lord. Regular rainfall will be possible when people are engaged in the jagna. Otherwise nature will control rainfall. Uh, for want of rain, all your arrangement, mechanical arrangement, tractors and all these things will all fail if there is rainfall. There is no rainfall. So control of the rainfall is not in your hand. It is in supernatural power. So here it is said that rainfall is made possible by offering jagna, by sacrifice. Pajjannat, ajagyat bhavati pajjanna, Jagga karma samudbhuva. And jagga is prescribed according to the Vedic rituals. Now just see the link. Ah. Living entities, they can develop by eating grains. Grains are produced by rainfall. Rainfall is made possible by offering sacrifice. And this process of sacrifice is given in authoritative scriptures like Bhagavad-gītā, Bhagavata and Vedic literature. What is the process? So, because the beginning is from the Brahma, Brahma means Veda, transcendental sound, therefore if we work according to the uh, uh, direction of this Bhagavad-gītā or Veda, then the whole thing becomes I am into spiritualized. Whole thing becomes spiritualized. Karma-yagya-sar-yagya-karma-samudhavam karma. And if your karma is uh, regulated by the direction of Krishna, just like Arjuna regulated his karma, his warfare, by the direction of Krishna, then by uh, regulation of karma you perform yagya, sacrifice, and from uh, for your uh, uh, performance of jagna, sacrifice, there is regulative rainfall. And from regulative rainfall, there is uh, uh, su- sufficient production of grains and foodstuff. And from your sufficient foodstuff, you can uh, grow yourself, body, maintain your body very nicely. The whole program is like that. Annad bhavanti, annad bhavanti bhutani, Pajjannatanna sambhava 
जज्ञान भवती पज्जन्न जब्द कर्मा समुद्भव कर्मा ब्रह्मद्भव विधि एंड दे नेचर ऑफ आर कर्मा हाउ वी शुड वर्क दैट इज डिरेक्टेड दैट इज डिरेक्टेड इन एंड वेदिक लिटरेचर जस्ट लाइक भगवत गीता जस्ट लाइक अर्जुन वॉज डिरेक्टेड न कर्मा ब्रह्म विधि ब्रह्माखर समुद्भव तस्मा सर्वगत ब्रह्म नित्यज्ञ प्रतिष्ठित दैट फॉर माइ डियर अर्जुन इफ यू बिगिन योर लाइफ बाई परफॉर्मेंस ऑफ यज्ञ then that means at once your life becomes spiritualized at once your life becomes spiritual that what you want evam pravartitam chakra nanu bhakti ha nanu vartayati yah ja aghayu indiyarama mohang prartha sajivati now here is <coughs> Uh, injunction that that is the circle that is the circle that how to work that is that injunction is there now why your or this work any work suppose you will drive in the mo- a motor car that is a sort of work in the street or there is injunction that you should drive on the right you should Uh, stop your car uh, when there is red light. Is and uh, you should not proceed an inch. So so many regulations, even for your driving car, anything, anything of your life you want to do, there are directions, proper directions from the authorities. Uh, and why not for your uh, spiritual life? Why not for your for your spiritual life you can do anything and everything what you like. What you manufacture in your bread? No. How can you do it? In every field of your work, in practical life, you have got some direction that you have to act in this direction. Suppose you are working, in, uh, running on a factory. Oh, there are so many factory laws. Uh, anywhere you go, there are direction from the superior authorities. So. Uh, Is there no direction for your spiritual realization of life? Yes, there is. We have to avoid by that. Therefore, Lord says, "Evang pravartitang chakram." This is a circle, circle. That in Vedic literature, Vedic scripture, they give you direction how to work, and by working you perform yoga. By performing yoga, you have got regular rainfalls. By regular rainfalls, you get production of grains, and by production of grains, you eat and live happily. So this is a circle. This is a circle. So Lord says, Lord Krishna says, "Evang pravartitam chakram." Chakram means circle. This is a circle. Nanu vartaiti yha jog. One who does not follow this circle of activity, aghayu, he is simply spoiling his life. He is simply aghayu. Aghayu means he is duration of life. He is duration of very valuable human form of life. He is simply wasting. Why? India Rama simply for sense gratification like the cats and dogs and hogs. 